It's how you choose to see your pit is what is going to determine whether you get out of the pit that you're in and change your life and in the process change many others because of what you've gone through or staying in that pit. And it's the pit of life that we have. And it's not just one thing. Sometimes we can go through several pits in our life, hard, hard things, trials and tribulations. And maybe it's been a divorce or a death of a loved one or just COVID alone, right? Has been your pit. Whatever your pit is, it's how you choose to see it is what's going to determine the next step in your healing process, in your in how you're going to get out of it or stay in it. And right now I am actually in that pit. I'm in a in a pit I actually never foresaw ever being in. And it has been one of the hardest pits physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally that I truly have ever gone through. I have never gone through anything that I'm going through in this very moment. And as I was looking through my past six weeks, which was when I got my surgery, um, and I and I didn't really come on here and share much about my surgery. Um, one, I haven't really shared much about anything um, in my podcast in about six or seven months, um, mainly because, to be honest with you, I kind of felt like I was done sharing. And, and, I, and I mean that by saying I kind of was like running out of like, material, you know, run it. What, do I, what else do people need to know about their mindset? You know? And, um, it's interesting when God puts you through things, you're like, okay, I have a whole new novel for you. Um, so I'm going to be coming in hot, <laughs> um, these next few weeks here of, you know, firing up this podcast and really sharing my experiences and unpacking my story the best way I know how, which is true to who I am, raw and real, and and giving you, you know, the things that I've learned along the way. There's pieces right now um, about my surgery that I, I can't share publicly yet, um, but I, I look forward to the day that I get to do that and, and help other women um, th- that go through similar things or have gone through similar things. Uh, my prayer and hope that is you never experience what I've gone through ever. Um, I don't wish it on anyone what I have gone through um, in my life from the day that I had surgery. Um, But I want to share as I began to just kind of unpack my journal and my thoughts as I've kind of scribbled them down these last six weeks. um, Today, I really feel led to share about my ER scare um, because that's where Truly, um, I just had an encounter with God. I mean, I, I truly did. I, I, I literally actually had a, a near-death experience. And um, I've never been that close to death, ever. And you you start to think differently. You you see things differently. And and then when you come out of that, you you look at life as just a whole lot different. And I told my husband, the Natalie that went into the ER and the Natalie that came out is a totally different person. And... Today, as I was kind of you know praying about what I want to unpack with with you all today, and and what's the thing I want you to take away from is your daily habits, your daily way of thinking, your daily choices of choosing health and and choosing yourself, and and really taking care of you every single day, can sometimes actually ultimately at the end of it save your life, and. And when I got told that by the doctor, it 
literally, I told my husband, I said, it's like a whole new meaning to, to health. Um, you know, there's that statement that says, you know, health is wealth because what I've learned and I'm going to unpack with you my story is that ultimately you can't pay yourself to live. I can't pay the doctor saying, here, I'm going to give you a million dollars. Can, you know, refresh my soul, refresh my heart, refresh my body, right? Make me whole. No, it's ultimately, it's like what you've done daily, um, can ultimately save you. But if you come in with, I'm going to die and your mindset is all scared and, you know, all of these things and you come in and you've been smoking and you've been drinking and you've been not taking care of yourself and a virus attacks you, you didn't set yourself up to really fight this thing, right? And, And ultimately that at the end of it is about what you do daily. And it, it brought this whole new mean of, of habits and the things that you do and how you choose to see your pit. Because I had been going through a pit for four weeks before I got into the ER. So I want to share with you about the my ER situation. But before I start there, I want to start with just a little bit that I'm going to share about my surgery and then I'll, I'll kind of dive into this because this is where I want you to take away that if there's one thing that I want you to take away from this whole thing I'm going to share with you is really, really evaluating what you're doing every day, how you think, how you move, how you eat, everything that you do every day, are you choosing the best you every day? I really hope you are. Because ultimately, it could almost, if you come to what I've had to go through, save your life. So I had a surgery six weeks ago. It was an elective surgery. It was some some of the things that I wanted to fix on my body that went south when I had kids, and um, and I wanted to fix. And I ended up getting an infection, and that infection just just began to, to began to grow and um it it ripped open some of my um sutures and it got really 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 bad and i was told you know over and over it's okay you're going to be okay you're going to be fine but ultimately i felt myself getting sicker and sicker and weaker and weaker and and finally 4 weeks i'm like no like something is wrong with me like something's wrong and um i was rushed you know i went to, immediately to the er and sure enough, something was very wrong. I had an infection that was basically killing all of my healthy blood cells. And it was attacking every blood cell. And it was really scary. I was immediately put onto an IV and they were monitoring me um, throughout the night and for the next you know 24 hours and making sure that this was killing my blood. And in the beginning, I, and I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to miss over the big pieces here. One of the things that really scared me um, when I got into the ER, there was um, this situation where I was in the ER, and I was, you know, when they put me into the room finally after waiting almost four hours, I was put into this room, and I'm hooked up to all these IVs. And at this point, I don't know what's going on. I just know that I'm sick and something's wrong. And I'm connected to all these IVs. And for the last, up until this point, for the last four weeks, I've been in such severe pain. And I'm a tough chick, as I've shared on this podcast before. Like, I'm a really tough chick. And pain, I'm, I'm pretty good. I, I can handle a lot of pain. I'm an athlete. I, I've fixed my mind to, like, you know, not be in pain and to 
push through the pain and, you know, no pain, no gain, you know. And so for me to be in this severity of pain was pretty intense. Um, I was shaking. There were times where I actually was throwing up because I was in so much pain. Um, my husband was like, I've never in my life seen in this much pain to the point where on my third week, I told my husband, I would rather do labor 10 times over than be in this excruciating pain. That's how much pain I was in. And so by the time I got to the ER, I was, I mean, I was exhausted of pain and my body was very weak. And I was in the room in the ER and I'm hooked up to all these IVs. And I'm, once again, they, you know, they unpacked my, my wound and now I'm just completely open and exposed. And I am in the most excruciating pain truly of my life. And I'm laying there and I start fading and I hear, you know, the beep kind of beep. And then it kind of starts beeping again and I start fading and it gets really scary to the point that I actually text my husband and I said, I have this really eerie feeling I'm going to die. And it was really, it was one of the most scariest, loneliest times I've ever been in, in my life where I'm sitting in a room by myself with all these machines. It's COVID time. So my husband can't, you know, be there with me in the back room. And I'm hooked up to all these machines. I have this open wound just, you know, opened and exposed. And it's, I'm in the most severe pain of my life and I'm fading. And I'm telling myself to fight, but I've got no fight left. And I remember kind of, I don't know how to explain it, but this out-of-body experience where I kind of faded up and could kind of see myself on the bed. And half of me wanted to fight and half of me was like, maybe it's my time to go. And I was then, you know, my husband was able to come. I remember vaguely, um, you know, I vaguely remember another doctor coming in saying, we're going to admit you. Um, we need to monitor your blood. We need to get you, we need to get you fighting and we got to get this, you know, this bacteria out of your blood. Um, and you know, you can text your husband, your husband or is coming something like that. He's going to bring your things. Um, and I was checked into the room and I, they, you know, some nurses came in and said, you know, we got a wound specialist on you. We got a surgeon on call and it's now like, I don't know, 11 midnight. And I don't truly remember all the things. I just remember a lot of commotion. I mean, I mean, I remember a lot of people being really worried about me. And the next day, um, my husband was there able to come that night. And I remember, I want to pause actually on this. When my husband came, I'm a really strong chick. And I, and I, most of my audience, you guys know me, I'm like balls to the walls, right? Like Natalie Flowers, like gets shit done, right? So I had this moment where I was so weak and I stepped to use the restroom and I came back and I just remember like, I couldn't even lift my arms or anything. And I just like hit my head on my husband's um, chest. He was standing up and I just laid my head on his chest and I just cried. And I said, I'm just so tired of fighting. 
I'm tired. And he's like, we're going to fight. We're going we're gonna to do this. And um, I just remember that moment of just being like, having that weird Natalie, like, who is this girl? Like, you fight, girl. But my body was like, we have been fighting this infection for weeks now. And we're tired. And um, I got into my room. I was hooked up to all these IVs, running this antibiotics for my system. And the next day, um, mid-morning, the doctor came in that was on call, the surgeon that was on call in case anything, um, which basically I found out later that it was headed toward my kidneys and my liver and that if he needed to operate, I don't know what he would have done, but maybe operate on my liver, I guess. I don't really know. Um, and he said, uh, you're, you're going to make it. You're going to make it. And he had this like relief on his face. Like he wasn't quite sure I was. And, um, that's when I started asking a lot of questions. I was able to talk to an infectious, infectious disease doctor that came in to see me, the surgeon, the wound specialist, my nurse, you know, and I started to ask these questions because I was like, something was off those four weeks. Like I wasn't told the whole truth by people that I trusted in authority in their field. And in my gut, I knew something was wrong. I was trying to trust those in authority in their position, but I also was like, it got to the point, which got me to the ER, which was something is very wrong with me. And so I began to ask questions of how it happened. Why did it happen? How could have this been prevented? Um, and I just started to ask those questions as I started to kind of get more clarity and, and, and have less drugs running through my system. And something that I wrote down um, that my one of the doctors told me after I was um, after I was able to leave um, and go home, they were they admitted me out of the hospital. I was I was there for uh, two full days, and the I was telling the doctor I said, "Man, like I was so tired and defeated. Um, my body just I felt like I'm like, and I'm a fighter, you know, but I just was so weak. I was just I was I was exhausted." of fighting and I was in so much pain. And he said the thing to me, I wrote it down. I actually got my phone. I wrote it down because it was so powerful. He was like, I get it. Like you have been fighting. You could tell for a real long time. He's like, but your blood and your health saved your life. And what I found out is that as they were putting, as they were killing the bacteria a little bit of percentage they were killing, my body was able to then multiply more. And as they killed a little bit more, my body multiplied more. And as they killed a little bit more, my body multiplied more. So they were actually able to, my body was getting way ahead of it because it began as they killed off, my body got healthy new ones and multiplied. And it just, it only took, you know, a whole, you know, day basically of these antibiotics to kill the bacteria and my body, my blood began to multiply and multiply and multiply. And it, and he said, you, you came in healthy. You, you, you came in, you know, you could tell that you, you've worked out, you eat healthy, your, your blood sugar was very, very, very low. So you just, you came in healthy. So your body was, your body could fight for you when you couldn't fight for yourself. That's so powerful. And 
The other thing I want to share with you is how important my habits are to not fix myself on my circumstances. And so when I'm in the ER and I'm in the, I'm in the hospital gown and I'm connected to all these IVs, I sat there in the hospital room. My husband left that night and the entire night I'm up. I, I can't sleep. I'm just, you know, I got all these IVs. I got, you know, women, you know, got nurses coming in and checking my temperature. And I'm sitting there with all these IVs. I'm in the hospital gown. I'm in the most severe pain. And I'm like, you're a champion. Because my, my immediate habit is to not fix myself on my circumstances, is to fix myself above my circumstances and to declare who I am and what I am going to be and and who I am, not my circumstances, but who I am. And I had to remind myself and I sat there and whispered to myself, you're a fighter, you're a champion, you are brave, you are strong, you are beautiful, you are worthy you have value. And I would whisper these things because I have a habit of not focusing myself on my circumstances. I have a habit of speaking and declaring who I am. And in that moment, I knew I started to, I started to crawl into, oh my God, I'm in this hospital gown. I'm going to die. Right? Because that's what I kept feeling. So I had to speak beyond my feelings and get to a place where I was declaring beyond my feelings so that my mind was fixed on who I told it was going to be because it began to go another way very clearly began to go another way. And I told the doctor, I said, I also told myself that I was going to fight. I said, I knew I couldn't fight, but I told myself I will fight. I cannot even begin to tell you how much me speaking those habit things over my life for the last 10 years I've had to do in these six weeks. And let me tell you, it is freaking hard. It's real easy when you're a bikini competitor and you're getting that body that you've always wanted and you're working towards it. It's so easy to stand in front of the mirror. Truly, I remember standing in front of the mirror. I'm like, you are a freaking badass. And it's like, hell yeah, you are. Look at you, girl, get it. But when you're bloated, it's like I am and swollen and you've got no muscle in you anymore, and you've got a hospital gown, and you're ghost white, and you've got IV sticking out of your arms, and you have to wheel your IV to the bathroom to go to the bathroom. You got to remind yourself that you're strong, and that you're brave, and you're beautiful, and this is not happening to you. It's happening for you. I would tell myself that all the time. This is not happening to you. This happening for you, for a reason, for a purpose. You're in this pit, but this pit is not you. Yeah, you're in the pit, but don't let the pit get in you. And I would speak that over myself. You are in a pit, but the pit is not in you. You will rise. You will rise above this pit. You will become greater because of this pit, because this is happening for you, Natalie. This is happening for you. Don't you see? See where God is taking you. See where you are going to become. See what you are growing into. And I began to speak these words of faith. And as I began to speak these words of faith, I listened to a podcast from a person I, I, I had heard of and have seen, but I didn't know much about, um, had gone to the same doctor I had <laughs> and had a different circumstance, had did a different situation, but pretty much explained a little bit of my story like my story was from my initial consultation as well. 
And that initial gut feeling that I shouldn't do it, but I did it anyways. And as I listened to the story, I mean, I just cried. And I thought, I'm not crazy. Like I'm, maybe I'm not crazy because the things that I was learning in the hospital from my other surgeons and from my infectious disease doctors, I was asking those questions. It began to solidify, like, maybe I'm not crazy. Maybe some of the things that I began to actually see were the truths, were the truths. Because here's the thing, when I began to speak, when I began to fix my mind on not that I was in the pit, that the, or that the, I was in the pit, that the pit wasn't in me. And I began to speak faith and I began to speak and get my mind fixed on the, the above things. When I listened to this podcast, <clears throat> who has now become <laughs> like a dear friend of mine overnight. Um, it's amazing. When you go through things together, you get real close, right? And um, I listened to that podcast. And at the very end, I felt that God... As clear as day when I was sitting in the hospital room and I listened to that podcast and I finished, he's like, I'm taking you somewhere greater. I know that you had it all figured out. (laughs) I know that you thought that this was the path that I was going to take you on, but I'm going to use your voice for something even greater. And what I have found in these six weeks as I've reflected and I've journaled is that me speaking life and faith and and hope and, and who I am and making sure that this that this pit of a situation does not make the pit in me, but that I rise above and that I become the person that God has for me, that I actually can come out of this pit greater and stronger and change more lives out there because of the pit that I was in. I'm not staying here. I'm coming out. And I'm coming out stronger. I'm coming out braver. And I'm coming out with a voice that God is going to use to make sure that this doesn't happen to anyone ever, ever. And I mean, ever. <laughs> and that is something that I've written down. I've written it down three times. I just read to you what I wrote. In my journal, I said, I am going to use my voice that God has given me, the gift of speaking, the gift of empowering women. I'm gonna use it for a greater purpose so that no woman, no man will ever, ever, ever go through what I have gone through. Because it could have been easily prevented, easily. When you touch death and you learn how easily it could have been prevented and you know certain things that got you to where you were at in that hospital and you know that you could help other people not have that same situation, you fight, you fight. Because now it's no longer about me, but it's about them. It's about you. And as I am going to begin to unpack my journey and unpack my story, I wanted to to sit on this one because this, well, one, it's the most relevant because it just happened a week and a half ago, um, but also it was the most transformational piece of my journey because when you come that close to losing your life, you look at life a whole lot different. And I want to share with you, I want to end kind of this on on this with you. I wrote these three things down when I was in the hospital because as I thought about losing my life, I thought about, you think about things, right? When you, when you, you think about 
you don't think about how much money you made. You, you don't think about the possessions that, you, that you're leaving behind. The first question I asked myself, and I wrote these things down when I kind of got a little bit more clarity, um, the three things that went to my mind when I felt like I was dying. I, I wrote down, I thought, the number one thought is, did I make a difference? Did I make a difference? Did I, did I finish what God had for me here? Did I make a difference? Are my husband and my boys going to be okay? Are they going to be okay? Like, they're going to be good, right? Like, I did, like, when I leave, they're going to they're gonna be good, right? And the third thing was, God, did I do what you asked me to? Like, did I finish my race? And did I finish it well? And I remember asking that third one with just, I mean, tears. Like, did I, did I do what you asked me to? Or did I miss it? Like, did I totally miss the ball? Did I totally miss the mark? Or did I do what you asked me to? Was I obedient to the calling that you had on my life? Did I make a difference? And as my boys and my husband going to be okay? Nothing else came to mind. No, no possession, no material thing, no money, no nothing. And so I want to leave you with that because I think that sometimes we get, can get caught up in the habits of life, the routines, the things that we do, the picking up the kids and then dropping off the kids and being a taxi mom and, you know, making sure that everyone's fed and right. We get into those routines as moms. And then maybe you're not a mom. Maybe you're, maybe you've got, or maybe you've got your kids out of the house and you have your own little routine, but we have, we fall into these routines. Right. And we can get, even when I was talking to one of my close girlfriends, I said, even your job girlfriend, like, do you love your job? Like, do you love it? And I asked her this, I said, do you, would you go to your job if you like didn't get paid? She's like, what? I'm like, yeah. Would you actually work at your job if you didn't get paid? Like, do you love it that much that if you did it for free, it would be awesome? She was like, no. I'm like, then you're in the wrong job. Because at the end of the day, when you die, you're not going to think like, I'm so glad I worked at that job because it made me great money. You're probably going to think, did I make a difference? And did I do the thing that God asked me to do? Like, did I use my gifts? Did I, did, I, did I use the things he put in me to make a difference? Or did I just work at a job just to make some money, to pay the bills? I get that for a season. I totally get that. We've had to do that for a season. But for the rest of your life? No. Your life is way too short to waste your gifts. Your life is way too short to not make a difference, not make an impact. Use your story, use your journey, use your pits of life to help somebody else out of theirs. Some of you are still stuck in your pit from high school, from middle school, from, from your younger years. You're still in that pit of bitterness and unforgiveness and resentment. You haven't pulled yourself out of that pit and said, I am choosing to fix myself on, I am in this pit, but the pit's not in me. But some of you have made that pit so deep that the pit's in you. And you're trying to get to the palace. You're trying to get to the place of destiny, but you're stuck in the pit. And something that I listened to, <laughs> you're going to, I think this is amazing, hilarious. But something that I listened to also in the hospital is I listened to one of my very first podcasts, which is back in 2019, which was 
a pit to the palace, a palace to the purpose. And it was a story of Joseph in the Bible. And it was about how he was thrown into a pit. And then that pit ultimately got him to the palace. And that palace was his purpose because he became a second in command and all the things. If you had not read the story, read the story and then go listen to that podcast. It's one of my first podcasts. And I listened to it in the hospital and I was reminding myself, <laughs> listening to me, preach to me that I have a greater purpose and this is my second chance. And I wrote that in my journal. I said, this is your second chance. This is your second chance. And so I looked at the Natalie before, the Natalie that, and I, and I kept some things, but then I deleted a lot of other things and not deleted like, oh, that's bad. More of like that thought, that, that, that way of thinking, that's not serving you. And one of those things was image. I felt like God truly broke in that hospital room image. I really, truly am set free from image and the way that I am supposed to look and be and, and the perfection that this world tells me we're supposed to as women have and that we're supposed to look like. God says, you are fearfully and beautifully, wonderfully made. There is no blemish in you because you are created by the king. And I had to hold on to that and, and remind myself who I am and whose I am. I'm a daughter of the king and I am perfect in his eyes. And my body is not going to be 100% perfected until I get to heaven. <laughs> We're going to have those blemishes. We're going to have those scars because they remind us that we are human. They remind us that we are human. Those stretch marks remind you that you brought life. Those scars remind you that you made a mistake and you tried to ride a bike and you, you over, maybe you overcorrected and you fell, but that scar reminds you, you got back up and you rode that bike. Maybe you have a scar from a surgery, or maybe you have a scar from your past childhood and you can look at that scar and it reminds you you're human and we break and we, we, we have pain, but we're not our pit. We rise above and we can see those things that they're not, they're not things that make us less than they're things that are there to remind us that we are greater because of it. And I started to write down that my scars of my life, and not just the scars that I wear on my body, but the scars of my life, the pits of my life, they made me better. They made me, they made me think differently. They made me choose wisely. And this second chance that I have, this, this, I even wrote it down in my journal. I said, this second chance, Natalie, that you have, delete the thoughts that don't serve you and replace them with the thoughts that do. And then I wrote down everything you do from this day forward. Think of those three things. Is it making a difference that you're spending that time with your loved ones, your husband and your kids, that you're investing in them? You're investing in your, in your, in your marriage, that you are investing in your kids because that was the second thing that went through your mind when you thought that you were going to die. 
And the third thing is have a check-in with your creator and making sure you're doing the thing that he's called you to do. Not what the world calls you to do. Not what your mom and dad tell you to do. Not what your friend tells you to do, but what he calls you to do. Because he's put those gifts in you. Not your mom and dad. Not your friends. God. God has put those gifts inside of you. Are you using them? Are you using them? Or are they on a bookshelf somewhere just collecting dust? Because I'm telling you right now, when you die, that's the thing that you're going to think of. You're going to think and hope and pray that you used your gifts to make a difference. You're not going to think, I am so glad I worked that job I hated so that we could have food on the table, (laughs) right? And like I said, you may need to do that for a season, but don't make that the thing and the reason that you spend your entire life missing the gifts. Don't miss your gift. Don't miss the calling that God has in your life. You never know in one split second that you could be taken from this earth. Don't leave this earth not using your gifts and not making a difference.